Hello, everybody. Welcome to Doom Thugs, episode number 249. This is Doom Thugs, the official podcast at DoomThugs.com. I am Harrison, a.k.a. Big Perp. Uh, as you can tell, uh, probably from the episode art on social media, as you can tell from this intro, uh, Mike is not here this week. Mike, we love you. We miss you. We wish you the best. Um, sending good vibes your way. And uh, also, you can probably tell the audio is a little bit different because uh, I am not in the same room as the guests on this episode. So uh, I'm going to just bring them in right away. We got uh, legends of the podcasting world. They are uh, just just heroes. <laughs> <laughs> doing this last minute it's uh timmy and keenan from pop adult our dear sister show hello <laughs> hey i'm just laughing legends <laughs> yeah, right thank you so much for that uh yes. grand grand uh introduction well, thank you so much for doing this last minute not a problem but in about like two minutes you're gonna regret it <laughs> <laughs> so it is um Let's just jump right into this. It's Monday. It's the day after the Game of Thrones finale. I know you guys are dropping an episode the same day this comes out, which would be tomorrow, Tuesday the 21st, about Game of Thrones. But Correct. I figured uh just wanted to briefly talk about Game of Thrones because, you know, it's a huge cultural thing. I know a lot of our listeners watch this show. Uh, I watched it. I know you guys did. So uh, first thing I wanted to mention real quick is that I won my fantasy league in Game of Thrones. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, so, I just found out about this like the on last week's episode when we were recording. Tim was talking about this. Like, I hadn't heard anyone playing this fantasy Game of Thrones at so all. The, the way it worked for my league is that um, you draft characters, and then based off what the characters do in each episode, you get points. And so there were nine teams in my league. Uh, everybody had amazing names. Everybody came like fucking hard on the name game. My name was, my name was nobody better lay a finger on my little finger. Mm. <laughs> nice. Um, As opposed to Butterfinger. Yes. Uh, white thing for the brawn reason. That's another great name. <laughs> and then uh, just uh, this team is dark and full of terrors. Another great name. But uh, I did, so I did a, a Game of Thrones quiz. Oh, like the week that the episode or the season premiered i had a couple good team names my my personal favorite though was jora the explorer love it <laughs> yeah what what was uh dan and cat's team name that's so three-eyed raven ah uh, yes that's love, it good. Too. love it too <laughs> uh so my winning team roster was Arya stark uh tormon giants bane you're on Greyjoy, Ghost, and then two random characters who were in season eight, probably for one episode apiece. Uh, one's named Ebros, and the other is Martha. So, Why did you say that name? <laughs> Why did you say that name? Yes, yes, <laughs> fucking yes, yes. Martha. <laughs> Wait, did you say you won the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, I won. I won. Nice. Uh, I won by oh, a lead have... of like 85 points. How many points did you get for Arya killing the Night King? Uh, hold on. So that was episode three, right? Yeah. Oh, obviously spoilers, everybody. Um, oh, yeah. So for, uh, the way the categories uh, worked out, there's five of them. There's violence, sex slash nudity, wits, status, and food. So for episode three, Arya got 190 points in violence. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, pretty much from episode three onward, I was leading the pack. Uh, after the end of episode four, I was behind by five points. Or no, after the end of episode five, because of um, everything that da- Daenerys did, uh, I was behind by five points. But then with this episode, I just rocketed ahead uh, more than about 80 points ahead. Now, did you did your uh, Fantasy League have the same thing that Tim was talking about with, uh, like, you lost points when a character died? I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, then so again, Kat, none of Kat my... Had... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're on. You're on Bit the Dust. Um, yeah, I mean, let me look. So season six, uh, or episode six, you're on zero points because he died in episode five. Uh, but in episode five, he got points. He got like 35 violence points and 20 wits points. Mm. Cat, I Cat's... Do, I... Oh, sorry, go, Tim. Sorry. Cat's League was like more specific to if, you know your character that you've drafted takes a drink in a scene, you get like a singular point. If your character has sex, you get like 10 points. If your character dies, you get like minus 20 or something. And she pretty much just stopped paying attention to her team. Cause by like episode three, she had, uh, I think she had Theon, <laughs> Melisandre, um, <laughs> who else, like Barrack, you know, like she had like a cast of characters that all died by episode three. <laughs> mm. So I think she was like well in the negative and was like, well, I'm definitely not winning. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting. Like this league was just for fun. No money. If it was for money, there was no way I was going to win because that's just the way my luck runs. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was it was interesting because like it wasn't like fantasy football where I was like watching the episode and in the back of my head rooting for people. I was still just watching the episode like a normal fan. But then Monday morning, I would check the website like around noon when they would have the updated scores. And then that's when I would get giddy and see like, you know, how many points I got. See, I think with so many people being disappointed with this season, something like the fantasy game would help to make it make it more exciting. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Which, I mean, hell, let's just put it out there like... Keenan, when you and I recorded uh, just the two of us like a couple episodes ago, and we we did talk about Game of Thrones, and at that point we had been through episode four, right. and we 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 kind of bashed episode three more. I bashed it than anything. I was even trying to hold back. Now in hindsight, right, yeah. now that we got episodes five and six, like this is hands down the worst season of Game of Thrones. I, I would say after episode three, it just went downhill. It totally did, and like I would say after episode two. I, I liked episode or no, do you mean Keenan that you didn't like episode three? I, I liked episode three. Okay. I was I, not a fan. I, I think episode three had some issues. I think the, the core issue being how it looked, but content wise, I think episode three was pretty good. Like once you I, could actually see what was going on. And then I, I think from that point on, it just really just started to feel so rushed. It was almost like, the first two episodes were leading up to this battle in episode three. We get the battle. And then after that, it's like, huh? All right. Well, where do we go? Well, let's just get to the end. Yeah. I feel like I, I overall with this season, I'm like, I can get, I, I understand the, uh, the plot points they arrived at. It's just that, right. They didn't arrive at them correctly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I saw I, there 
there are so many good memes, which I think you should bring back Meme Corner just for Game of Thrones for this season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> because this, the memes for for this season have been amazing. One of the ones I saw was like it. It was a maze, and it was the first half of the maze was Game of Thrones following George R. R. Martin's books, and then it's like the lines following all the way around the maze. And then the second half is just the line going through all the walls straight to the end. It's like yeah. Game of Thrones after the books. And, and and that's the truth. I mean, everything was so complicated. It's like going through a maze, building up this world. Then all of a sudden it's just, all right, now let's just get to the end. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even even season seven, that was our first season uh, past the books. And it's still, like, I think it took a shift to there was less tits and ass. There was less killing off characters but it still was very careful and calculated and detailed and this season i cannot agree more that it was just like ham-fisted just rushed to the end of getting bran on the fucking throne and it just abandoned so many storylines it was just such an underwhelming season yeah well um let's put a pin in this because maybe this week's question of the week will be how do you feel about the finale? Cause we're trying to do, you know, organic questions of the week, right? Unless you guys have anything else you want to say your piece about. Mm. Mm. I feel like we can just, that that's like a nice overall. Yeah. yeah. Opinion. I also don't want to like uh, undercut your episode. <laughs> that's what I've got. Like, Oh, I want to say yeah. everything. No, here's the, here's what I'll say. Uh, hey, are you enjoying this conversation we're having? Head over to the pop battle. And listen to this <laughs> episode. It dropped the same day as this one. Why yeah. not listen to it? Um, speaking of TV, are either of you guys watching doom patrol? Uh, has it, has it wrapped yet? Uh, this Friday is the final episode of the season. Uh, then I will be watching it this Friday, to be honest. Part of what I'm about to say, I'm trying to temper this because I know sometimes I can get a little over-enthusiastic. Um, part of what I'm about to say is genuine. Part of what I'm about to say is kind of my typical hipster Harry uh, <laughs> propping up things that are underground. I fucking love Doom Patrol, the TV show. I thought the first episode or two was a little bit clunky. And then right. it just fucking went uh, pedal to the floor and was amazing and weird, but also really heartfelt. There's a few episodes that like genuinely were moving, not necessarily like to make me cry or anything. I mean, maybe you will if you watch it, but it was like genu- genuinely moving. <laughs> you, the royal you, not you. Tim, okay. You. <laughs> I'm like, are, are, you, are you saying that? I, I, no, no, no. The, the royal you. you. You might, uh, you might feel emotional. Uh, it's also just a hilarious show. I think that it's also wildly inventive. There's shit that happens in this series. Like I said a few weeks ago, I was talking about the one fight scene where, um, uh, what were they called? Dry Bachelor. So it was guys who had these like leathery skin. There's no features on their face. It's all just like Frankenstein stitched together skin. They're wearing uh, the three-piece suits and fedoras. And every time they get these guys get hit by the heroes, they explode into unsent letters that people mailed or or didn't mail and it's just like there's an episode early on in the season where they get sucked into a donkey it's not a (laughs) metaphor or anything that's just generally what happens uh there's a character called the beard hunter who when he consumes someone's beard hair he can then 
follow their essence through time and space. This is so Grant Morrison. It's not even funny. <laughs> well, okay. If, I mean, if you are a comics nerd, then you should know that this TV show, Doom Patrol, kind of does the MCU thing of taking Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol and then like right. remixing it for a different medium. So, like, you know how MCU took the concept of Civil War, but then like remixed it to make it work for the movie. <laughs> to make and, it good? Uh, yes. I was about <laughs> to say to make it so much better. Yeah. But I mean, like, the same thing with like Winter Soldier or like um, Age right. of Ultron. Like, you know, they're taking these classic comic book stories and then sort of remixing them and reconfiguring them so that it works better in the context of this movie universe. Same thing with Doom Patrol, the TV show. I mean, oh, it was I, it was a while ago, but Keenan and I talked about like, uh, Umbrella Academy on Netflix versus Doom Patrol. Right. And, and how there is so much, so many similarities and I don't have the DC universe. Keenan does like it's, it's only on that streaming service, right? Correct. Right. Yes. So like, I, 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 Oh no. Uh, first, I think the first episode is up on YouTube. Okay. You, you can That's watch it. Uh, they, uh, I know that they did a thing with watch Mojo. You can watch it through the watch Mojo channel. Uh, but yeah, they they went with a bunch of different like comic or n- pop culture type uh, channels that that review pop culture stuff, and they just shared it like, "Hey, here's the first episode to get your viewers to kind of sign up for DC Universe." <laughs> I, Harry, you're you're definitely not alone though on your opinion because like I'm seeing a lot of hubbub about it on Twitter, on social media in general. Uh, like I'm looking at it right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 95. percent like and now that it's coming to its conclusion, I think is why like people are talking about it and saying yeah. like, "Hey, this and, this is even better than Umbrella Academy." And I'll, uh, two things: one is that the um, the 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 penultimate episode, so the the episode before the season finale, is fucking amazing, and I'm so hyped for the season finale. The other thing I'll say is I know it's so frustrating these days how many streaming services there are. I think it's worth it to sign up for a free trial and just like binge as many episodes as you can. I yeah. think you'll be hooked. Well, and, hooked. They, and I think you'll like want to pay for the rest of the month just so you can finish it out because you'll have all the episodes at once to binge. And, and uh, the third season of young justice was great. Well, and it's halfway through it, but there's still like half to go. Yeah. I think that's coming out in winter of this gotcha. year. I, well, need to, Ke- I need to watch that. Keenan, didn't you say, uh, in Disney's announcement of their pricing for Disney plus didn't uh, uh, the DC streaming service, like up their game for like what comics were available and stuff like that. That, that was my, I I've been saying for so long, I I bought the first year and I was going to cancel once the year was up because I was so mad at the comic section. So I got it for comics as well. And the, the comic section, they did a curated thing where they decided which comics you would read and they would only be up for like a week or two, like a story arc. And it it was very frustrating, annoying, especially when you had the Marvel app where you just had access to everything that DC, once Disney announced that they were doing their own service, they were just like, okay, crap, we, we need to do something. We're losing too many people. And they just gave access to everything. Every, all comics are now available that I think it's two years from the, from two years on. So if you want anything new, you still have to go to the comic store or subscribe to it on Comixology. But anything from like two years ago and beyond, you can just read now on your own on the DC app. That's not a bad deal at all. And and they haven't changed their price. And how much is it? Because I'm actually using a friend's login. I don't even know how much it is. I, I think I did. Uh, it was for the 
pre-sale was seventy five dollars a year is okay. what I'm paying. Which for I think for Marvel I'm paying $120 a year. Cause I think it's yeah. nine ninety nine a month. Quick yeah. quick math for seventy five a year, that's six twenty six dollars and twenty five cents per month. So that's that's a, even a little cheaper than I think what Disney Plus is gonna I, end I up being. But... I think it's seven I think it's gonna it's seven dollars or like seven fifty or something like that for DC Universe, but if you buy like pay for the whole month ahead of t- or whole year ahead of time, it's cheaper. Yeah, it's like I know I think I, I just did the math, Keenan. I just divided 75 by 12. Right. No, I'm I know. That's exactly what it is. Right. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you wanted to pay for it monthly, I think it's $7 and change. That That's what okay. I was getting at. The reason why it's 75 for me is because I paid for the first year up front. I was gonna, that's what I was getting at. I was, I was going to chime in the back of Keenan to say that uh, Shutter recently redid their prices so that if you pay for an entire year in advance, it's... um. I don't know. It's it's if you pay for an entire year in advance, it's effectively four dollars a month. But if you pay month to month, it's five dollars a month. Right. And I was gonna say that I feel like these niche streaming services like Shutter or the DC ones, I think they're finally realizing that it needs to be about five bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. And like, what they, like if you're not a big, huge, heavy hitter like Netflix or Hulu, like people just aren't gonna subscribe. Correct. Yeah, I, like, mean, I mean, remember what, what, what happened? Uh, remember the Yahoo streaming service? Yeah, Yahoo Screen, home of yeah. season six of Community. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did that last all of like a year? <laughs> Yahoo Screen, yeah, I think it was for the uh, for maybe. the for the length of Community season six, and then that <laughs> yeah, which I think was only like thirteen episodes. <laughs> what uh? What other like sh- shows? is DC pushing on their streaming service? Like, you know, cause that's the other thing. It's like, okay, f- pretty much five to six bucks a month sounds cheap, but I'm not going to, I'm still not going to pay that for one television show. Well, um, they, they have access to all the animated, the, the Bruce, Tim animated shows. Okay. The, all the animated movies, uh, they, their so original they're, content. They're is, still making animated movies to this day. They usually pump right. out like one a year. Okay. And you also get uh, early access on DC Universe. Like you get it, I think, a week or two before it comes out to buy if you're one of those that still buys hard copies of stuff. Um, and their their original content, they have Young Justice continuing on the with season three and probably going on. Uh, Titans, which you can now stream the first season. Doom Patrol, which after Friday you can stream the whole first season. And then they have Swamp Thing coming out and Stargirl. And there's the Krypton show, right? Oh yeah, Krypton I think is moving from sci-fi to DC Universe. Yeah, I know, and I'm pretty sure Krypton you can watch anything that already aired on sci-fi on Correct. DC Universe. Yes, well, Krypton's another one that a lot of people rave about. I've never checked it out, but it oh. seems like it's doing all right. Yeah, I think they. I think they. Um, I was really hesitant about the idea of a DC streaming service. And I think the fact that they have now this flagship show of Doom Patrol, that's they knocked it out of the park. Um, it's I think they might, you know, keep going with quality content like this and maybe, you know, do some more shows. I know uh, you, the Stark Girls show, Keenan, you just mentioned, uh, isn't Joel McHale going to be the stepfather character? Strike? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what show? Uh, so there's a superhero called Stargirl. And um, Star part, of, part of her lore is that her stepfather... Um, gets inside a giant mech that's not like it's not like a pacific rim mech it's like probably 10 feet tall but right. his his name is striped and it's an acronym 
And so she's Stargirl, so it's Stars and Stripes. Yes. And he also happened to be like the his his uh, little history in the DC universe is he was the only adult sidekick to a superhero. Okay. Mm, okay. So it was like after he stopped being a sidekick to a superhero, he became a sidekick to his stepdaughter who goes on to become a superhero as well. So it's almost like he's a professional sidekick. Kind of like, uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, crap. Why am I blanking on his name from uh, Kids in the Hall? Uh, oh, um, Dave Foley in yeah. Dave Foley's role in uh, Sky High. Yes. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> so that's a good movie. And then on DC streaming, can you watch like Arrow and Flash and Supergirl? Not yet. Because they still have the Netflix deal with the CW. Ah, but I so, bet they're I bet they're gunning to get that content onto. They DC. they really are. Yeah, and same I, with the DCEU movies. Right. True. Yeah. Which are fabulous movies. <laughs> yeah. Oops, my fault. <laughs> I mean, hell, we could talk about that. How do you guys feel about Robert Pattinson as Batman? I know it's not official yet, but it seems like it's ninety nine percent there. Here's the thing. I I was just talking about this in one of our group texts that I don't I don't like it, but I don't hate it. Keen, for the record, Keenan's a huge DC fan. Right. Yeah. Correct. He yeah. loves the MCU movies, but he in his heart is a DCU fanboy. Correct. DCU, it, not DCEU. I think it's DCEU. Whatever I said was wrong. No, no, no. I, <laughs> the, the, I am not a fan of the DCEU movies. Oh, right. DCU, sorry. the DC universe, I am a huge fan of, as in the comics, the cartoons, the animated movies, everything else DC puts out, minus the movies, I'm a huge fan of. Just had to correct that. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of it because uh, I've never seen a Twilight movie. But once the Twilight movies ended, it, or like maybe like as they were ending, I realized that Robert Pattinson started popping up in these like really strange art house <laughs> movies, and that's like my totally my cup of tea. And so, just if you're listening, uh, like a quick list of movies to watch Robert Pattinson in, just to see him in something different other than Twilight. Uh, Cosmopolis, directed by David Cronenberg. I heard that was amazing. It's very good. I've only seen it once and when it was released back in like, I don't know, 2012, 2009, I don't know, somewhere in there. Um, the Rover, I believe yes. that's on Netflix. That's with Guy Pierce and Robert Pattinson in sort of a post-apocalyptic Mad Max world. There is um, uh, The Lost City of Z, where he is sort of the sidekick to Charlie Hunnam from Pacific Rim. They're, this is based on a true story. They're adventurers trying to find this lost city of gold in the... Um, South America, I believe. Tom Holland's in that as well. Yes, he is. And then uh, the final movie with Robert Pattinson you should check out came out uh, two years ago. It's called Good Time. It was filmed and released in 20... Or not filmed in, but released in 2017. But it was filmed like it was this scuzzy, sweaty, gross, dingy 70s thriller. It's a very good movie. Now, he also just got cast with uh, Christopher Nolan for like Christopher Nolan's next movie, too. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that he's going back to the big budget stuff because it seemed like he was. Well, it seemed like him and Kristen Stewart were really comfortable in this like weird Gonzo art house space for a while. Well, the the funny thing about him and Twilight is that when you get to the last like couple movies, 
you start if you watch like interviews he did for the movies for the last like I'd say the last two the one that they broke up into two different parts like you watch him in the interviews and it's so obvious now that he's done he's only contractually obligated to talk about it and he doesn't care about it anymore like he hated Twilight like the interviews mm. are hilarious like when they're when they're talking about stuff like uh, I think there's one interview where they're trying to ask him about the imprinting because at one point the adult werewolf imprints which means that they will forever love a baby and oh. like yeah like the the adult werewolf is attracted to and bonded with a baby and and like they the the big thing is what is imprinting and it was like in all of the interviews they'd ask him that and they the ones that they asked Briar Pattinson he's like I don't know like that's his response. He's just like, I don't know. She wrote that stuff. Like I'm just in the movie. Like that's yeah. his attitude. It's great because it's like, okay, now that he's no longer cares about the paycheck because he's already got it. His interviews were great. It was just so much. He hated it, and it was obvious. <laughs> so for those who don't know, like it looks like 2021, The Batman is a movie that's happening, and that's yeah. what we're talking about here. He's right. been rumored to be cast as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Um, uh, and there's also rumors that the villains are uh, Catwoman and Penguin. Uh, hmm. There's also rumors that it's going to be uh, more heavily focused as a detective story, which I'm wildly excited about because my favorite. That, um, yes. My favorite Batman comics are the ones where he actually lives up to the title of world's greatest detective. Yes. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, 100% it's going to be directed by Matt Reeves, who did the new Planet of the Apes. Well, he did the second and third Planet of the Apes movies, the new ones that came out a few years ago. Which are, are the better of the trilogy. Yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. So, so to get back to the casting, though, like I think Keenan like, wanted to hate it. And I, yeah. I tried I tried to make the comparison to uh, Adam Driver, you know, getting put into the Star Wars universe. I feel like everybody had a big reaction to that because it's like, oh, the kind of whiny boyfriend in the show Girls is going to be in my Star Wars universe. And it was like, just give him a chance. Right. Yeah. And I think so far we've been proven wrong that. Dude can fucking act. I love Adam Driver now. Not just from Star Wars, too. Like, he was in Black Klansman, and I thought he was fantastic in that. Um, he's got this, like, zombie movie coming out with uh, Bill Murray. and uh, Oh, that looks fantastic. That looks so good, and he looks great in it. Like, anyway, I just wanted to say that that was, like, a comparison I was making in our group chat that we had about this yeah, casting. That's, that's such a great call. Uh, it's just, inter it's just, I, I just upsets me so much that like the nerd community is still holding on to the rage of twilight uh, a decade yeah. later well, i mean that's like like tim Let said i i wanted to i wanted to hate it when i first heard it like my instant reaction the second i found out robert Pattinson, i was like really but then i that was instant and a second or two later i was like okay like, like it, it there was a little bit of an upset thing because yeah my mind did go to twilight first but then i was like wait he's done other stuff and on top of it Every single actor who has been cast as Batman has had that, except for Clooney. Every actor who's been attached to Batman has instantly people have been like, oh, they're going to be the worst Batman ever. Except for Clooney that people were like, he's going to be an amazing Batman. <laughs> like, not, not his fault. Not his fault. That that not his fault. A fucking it, train wreck. It, it's it's kind of funny that everyone, what, I mean, the, the stories go back to 89 when, when Keaton was, 
cast and people were like, Mr. Mom is Batman. That's going to be atrocious. You know, and then when Christian Bale was cast, people were like, who? Like, no one really got mad about Christian Bale, but they were just like, yeah, who's this who guy? Was. Yeah. And and in Ben Affleck, like everyone lost their shit. They're like, oh my god, it, it's gonna it's gonna be just like what was it? Will Wheaton tweeted, I hope he brings the same gravitas that he did to Daredevil. It's like, yeah, no, he actually did a good job in a terrible movie, by the way, but he was good as Batman. So it's well, and for the record, fuck Will Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ambivalent. Uh <laughs> I just, oh, I, I, just because like he, he's almost like a, the embodiment of what you just said, Harry, of like the the nerd community having these like crazy reactions of things. It's like he's at the forefront of that. It's like, dude, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, go, go I, I movie. Said, I, I said I'm ambivalent. I just I don't follow Will Wheaton or anything. I actually don't know much about him aside from that uh, he was on Star Trek and like yeah. I guess he wrote a book recently or within the past ten years or something. And wasn't he in Stand by Me? Yeah. Yes. And like that, that's all and I know toy about him soldiers too. and toy soldiers. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> I love and, that movie. <laughs> uh, last Robert Pattinson thought is that, uh, he's in a new movie that just premiered at cons with Willem Dafoe. It's from the director of the witch. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. The witch. Mm. Yeah. The, the double V witch. Yeah. Um, that's a great movie. And the, like, I'm not the type of person who will read reviews before I watch a movie, but, because of the existence of Twitter, I see like brief Twitter reactions and everybody says that it's like this really fucked up scuzzy uh, horror movie that takes place at a lighthouse and it sounds awesome. But then again, I like those fucked up weird scuzzy movies. I, yeah. I think Keenan, at your birthday party or birthday, whatever shindig at uh, Iron Hill, we were talking about this where like you like movies that are so bad. You have to laugh at them. Right. But I like movies that, while I'm watching them, I have to just say out loud, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like, what is going on? How did this get made? Not like, how did this get made? It's awful. Get me fucking crazy. Um, this makes me feel uncomfortable, but I can't stop watching. I, I think my my whole judging of movies is, was I entertained? That, right. That's really, it's it's always right. just, of for course. me, it's a pass-fail with movies. If I was entertained, and it was the schlockiest, worst movie of all time, but I was entertained, I'm going to like it. <laughs> that's really what it comes down to for me. Right. I mean, yeah, that's all you, that's, I mean, you know, art can move you, art can say things about society that are very profound, but also, I mean, it's specifically when it comes to a movie, it should entertain you at some level. Even, right. if, the, even if your form of entertainment is sitting watching an old French black and white movie and like analyzing every scene for meaning, that's a form of entertainment. Like if that's the way your brain works. So back to uh, this, this Batman movie, I, I just wanted to bring up like, this was an argument we got into with a friend of ours in a, in a group text. And he brought up, you know, it's gotta be a lot harder to make DC characters, not dark and brooding. And I like, oh. I immediately jumped in before Keenan could even respond. Because <laughs> I was like, oh no, this just struck a nerve with Keenan. <laughs> and and like this is some this is like the drum that he's been beating for a long time. Like, you don't have to make like everything dark and brutal. You don't have to do what Zack Snyder did, basically. Oh, I and I think I, oh, sorry, continue. Uh, sorry, yeah. This is this Discord. Um 
I feel like the platonic ideal of how to adapt a DC story is Justice League Unlimited. Uh, and I was going to say, uh, look at Doom Patrol. Like right. the DC itself, like the comics, lend to so much more than dark and broody. Right. But because the first, actually, it's not even the first success because their first success was Superman. But because of how successful the Batman movies have been, it's it's almost like Warner Brothers is just like, no, keep on doing the Batman thing. And it's like, no, Batman works like that. But all the other characters, we're talking about a, a comic book company that for years had the Justice League be a team of B, like, B-level characters that was amazing when the Justice League was uh, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, like that that whole uh, era. Guy of, Gardner. Guy Gardner. That that whole era was amazing. I have and no idea those characters stories. you just named. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> and that's are. the point. Like people, like when they were reading it, had no clue who these characters were, and they're like, "Really? This this is your Justice League? Your flagpole team is a bunch of characters we've never even heard of that are like." middle-aged men with beer guts like that was what blue beetle was he was a little bit chubby like it was great and the stories were just amazing they dc has no problem poking fun at itself in the comics but they just became fixated on this dark and gritty and realism of batman that they've transferred it to everything in the dceu and that's not what it is yeah i feel like the other thing is that like they're mis they're mistaking dark and brooding for what DC does well, which is stoic. Mm-hmm. Um, Keenan, did you ever read the um, miniseries? It's just called justice by Alex Ross. Yes. And, um, who was the other writer on that? Was it, it something? Was it wait? No, no, no it was, was something with a J. It was like two initials, like J E or J K something. Uh, K Rollins. J H Williams. Yes. Maybe we yeah. can look this up. We have computers. Hold on. <laughs> Um, that comic book is, I think, one of the best DC miniseries of all time. It's it's basically that comic book. Uh, Jim Kruger, is okay, the writer. Uh, that comic book basically is a standalone series, completely exists outside of continuity of any other series. It is the Silver Age version of all the characters you know and love. So that means it's Barry Allen Flash, not Wally West Flash. Right. It's Hal Jordan Green Lantern, not any of the other Green Lanterns. And it's basically just a 12-issue condensed version of, like, what makes DC stories great. Absolutely. Like, like wouldn't you agree with that? Like, it's, yeah. like you don't, like, the, I kind of forget what the plot is. The plot doesn't matter. What matters is that it evokes that feeling of, like, this is a an epic and stoic story about superheroes saving the world. And and to get really geeky, it also has the best action figures that they made. <laughs> the mm. the justice line of action figures, I have almost every single one. They are amazing. <laughs> They're beautiful sculpts. And uh the art was by Alex Ross. So you've yeah. you might not know Alex Ross by name, but you've seen his art before. He's the guy that does the hyper realistic paintings of superheroes. Uh Tim, I'll drop uh, something in the chat for you. Tim, you you know it. He's the artist from Kingdom Come. Oh, yeah. One of the few uh, DC comics I've read. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Which, for um, those who don't know, Kingdom Come is a Superman story arc, right? Well, it's yes and no. It, it, it's the entire DC universe. But yes, Superman's the main focus of the book. Right. 
it's it's told in, in in a future in a possible in a possible future where the there are more heroes like heroes just keep on showing up and there's so many superheroes and they've already defeated all the villains that they're kind of just fighting each other in the streets and it's created like this almost post-apocalyptic world yeah oh yeah it's I'm actually looking, it's I'm actually uh it. almost a commentary of like um they predicted like the difference between stoic and epic heroes versus dark and gritty heroes who kill and like right. do bad things i mean that's that's the i i know we're getting very geeky and and getting into this that's but fine you guys that, are the guests that's what we expect when you're on <laughs> that's that's something that really bothers me about the dc universe movies the dceu is because they they also think dark and gritty means heroes killing and meanwhile that they're doing it, there are numerous, it seems like almost every couple years, the writers of the DC comics put out a storyline to show why their heroes don't kill. Right. Like, uh, for example, in the 90s, they broke Batman's back to create a new Batman that does kill and is dark and gritty to show that it wouldn't work. They they did that um, Superman story, which they introduced the elite, which was a, a team that did kill and uh i think it was called like truth justice in the american way which was a great storyline they just constantly come up with these different stories that they write kingdom come was also an example that they just write these stories to show the fans who are reading look this is why our heroes don't kill when you have heroes that kill this is what happens and it's almost like okay well we're gonna print these but then when you see them in movies we're not gonna follow any of our own advice and that bothers me. <laughs> All right. Um, can we transition to fan mail? Yes, do it. All right. So every single week we post a question on our social media. You guys all respond or you call our voicemail line. I'll tell you that in a second. Uh, but first, in order to kick off the fan mail segment, I have to reach into the fan mail bag pull out a song this week's song was a little bit something like if you tweet me now you'll send away the greatest mail to me Ooh, baby please send mail if you tweet me now you'll send away the very mail of me Ooh, baby please send mail <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> um, love it love it it's funny how that was the song that came out of the fan mail bag because uh, I first discovered that song from South Park, and you guys are the guests this week. <laughs> <laughs> Which South Park is right on uh, brand for us. Yes. yes. Uh, so the question of week, uh, tongue tied. The question of the week this week was: Did you ever get in trouble using the internet or a computer as a child or young teen? Uh, so you can reach us on. Twitter, twitter.com slash doomthugs, twitter.com slash doomthugs. Uh, our friend Bill, frequent guest, says, no, I did not. <laughs> Bill is a good little boy, did not get in trouble on the internet or using a computer. Thanks for that dynamite drop-in, Bill. <laughs> uh, one of you two, at Pop Adult, says, I can't count the times my parents picked up the damn phone while I was on the dial-up. This doesn't feel like it applies to your question of the week but maybe my parents did it on purpose. Therefore it does apply. Okay. So I I wrote that. (laughs) I have, I have a little story about that. So the other night when you put that up and Tim, you respond to it on Twitter, my dad, like I I was coming over because I was trying to, I had to borrow, uh, 
a, my my old pickup. I don't know why I'm telling this part of the story because no one cares. But anyway, I was over at my parents' house. And my dad was so upset. He's like, we never did that to you. I was like, dad, what are you talking about? He's like, on, on Twitter today, you said that we used to pick up the phone and we would never do that. He's like, I got a dedicated line for our modem. <laughs> I'm like, dad, that was Tim. There's two of us. <laughs> calm down like he was actually upset it's like why why would you tell these lies like it's even something that's that offensive who the fuck cares <laughs> but no like i mean eventually my dad did get a uh, dedicated line for the internet as well but you know before that no there was plenty of times where i'd be i'd be even trying to like play command and conquer with my buddy uh dave trying to like play a multiplayer game and you know next thing you know mom's picking up the goddamn phone and just ruining the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) uh but you know you've been on the have you ever been on the other just get the modem noise i don't oh yeah oh yeah definitely like i I would pick pick it up you know up pick up a phone upstairs and get the and i'd be like oh sorry sorry josh josh is my brother yeah (laughs) Oops, just ruined your game. Just ruined whatever you were doing. Probably Oops, just... I ruined your 12-hour download of a 3 megabit MP3. <laughs> right. You just got, like, one pixel of a boob or something. <laughs> um, over on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash doomthugspodcast. Joel says, wasn't AOL the devil ever get a TOS violation for being naughty in chat and your parents got notified? I so Mike was talking about this last week in terms of like he got in trouble for saying something on a chat room and I didn't I, I forgot to chime in in the moment on last week's episode. I never once as a child went in a chat room. I didn't yeah. actually think that was something people did. And now like you'll see in a second with some other people's answers, like I had no idea if people were actually using the chat rooms as chat rooms and like connecting with people and talking and like socializing. I, 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 wow. Let me say it one more time. I, (laughs) I don't even know where it's, oh no, I never went into chat rooms either. And like, I kind of believed the news stories that were coming out. I thought chat rooms were just all filled with pedophiles that were trying to steal me away. So I, I never went into a single chat room. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I went into a lot of chat rooms, like especially sports ones. You know, to just mm. and and I didn't really interact much, but I would sit there and just watch the conversation every once in a while, interject with something. But you know, like it was just an, it was like it was basically Twitter before Twitter. You know, yeah. I I got to do the the closest I came to doing chat rooms was like when you would create a chat room in Instant Messenger, which basically oh, yeah. is just the equivalent of now group text. Right, and that's yeah. all it was, but. That's the closest I got to ever going into a chat room. I don't know. True to my vague antisocial behavior, uh, it took me a long time to actually start socializing on the internet. Uh, I remember in high school and late middle school when people got AIM profiles. I signed up for one just because you had to, uh, but didn't really use it a lot. It took me a while to like start using social media, but now, I, now I, all I do is spend time on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we're very time. similar we're very similar harrison very yes. similar yes. uh over on instagram we're at doom thugs uh sean says our dial-up got switched to the westchester line somehow which is long distance i was viewing pornography for days my dad got a 500 hundred dollar bill from prodigy he goes fucking insane 
I tried to ease his pain and called Prodigy using my old man voice. Uh, this is clearly an error. My family usually uses the local dial-up when viewing pornography. <laughs> <laughs> I got the bill cut in half and he stopped beating us without mercy. Since that moment, he has used me to negotiate all his bills over the phone for a lower rate. And that is how you punish your children. <laughs> that's a that's quite a name drop for internet service provider prodigy yes. i remember that fucking company <laughs> my goodness uh my name ain't earl says got the whole family banned from aol a few times it's just like what mike was saying last week about his story how do you man what the hell do I you mean, do to do that though to to hear mike tell it if, so there's the the master account and then people can make sub accounts and if one of the sub accounts does something bad enough, it's going to ban everybody and notify mm-hmm. everybody who has a sub account email of who the offender was and what they said. Jeez. Interesting. Uh, they should bring that back, <laughs> especially for like online gaming. It's tough to relate because when, when I was on AOL and dialing up, <clears throat> that, that was like in the internet's infancy for like us general consumers, right? You know, like the military had been using it for years, but like there was so there was so it was minimal, uh, like oversight. So well, you could get away with a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, as we learned from the documentary called Bumblebee, the Decepticons invented the internet. Oh yeah. right, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Duh. That sounds like something that a Decepticon would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andrew The Rock Johnson says, when I was 10, my mom got really mad at me. I told her I had a girlfriend on RuneScape, and she went off about how they could be a pedophile. Probably was, but I was just in it for the gold they were giving me. So, you know, whatever. RuneScape is a, uh, I think it's a free MMO. And for some reason, it exploded in popularity again recently. It seems to be pretty popular on Switch. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't get it. Friend of the podcast, uh, Pop Battle podcast, Morgan, girl I work with, her fiance plays it because like he he found out that I play World of Warcraft. He's like, oh, do you play RuneScape? And I was like, no, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's a free MMO. So you're like, OK, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's a game. It's a, yeah, it's a hobby, I, mean, I guess. Whatever floats your boat. Right. Uh, Kooky Dan says, we didn't have the internets growing up. I definitely got in trouble for going over on data on my cell phone when that first became a thing. Mm. I remember, you know, I remember the commercials, uh, gotta call nights, gotta call weekends. Right. Well, hell, there was, there was even like, remember there was like a local region. There was like a local, uh, area that you had to call. If you went outside of that, that was like long distance, even on your cell phone. Roaming, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, roaming, roaming right? Yeah. 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 I sidebar. I saw on Twitter somebody said that there needs to be internet historians, and I 100% agree that there need to be historians who document what life was like and what technology was like in the early 2000s, because it's far enough away now that it seems foreign. And it's also far enough away that I feel like you can now examine the seeds that were planted for what the internet and um, technology is today. Oh, for sure, man. Like it is morphed to something unrecognizable now, like compared to what it was before. Um, My brother works for Comcast and he's been saying for at least a year or two now that they're, 
uh, cable seems to be headed in the direction as far as billing goes to the cell phone way they do things. So like, you know, so your cell phone, your usage is based on like how many like gigabytes you're downloading with, you know, your social media, with whatever you're doing on your phone. Well, soon that might come to your, your internet subscription. How much you're fucking consuming is how they're going to bill you. That seems terrible. Agree, I totally agree. <laughs> I know that like so, certain countries in the world, like uh, certain places in the world, they have it like that. And you always like hear horror stories about people going over or like even hell. I mean, Timmy, with you and I being PC gamers, like PC oh my games God. now are like 80 gigs to download or like 100 gigs to download. And then the actual playing of them. Right. <laughs> like how much am I sucking down per like hour I play of World of Warcraft? It's got to be astronomical. Right. Or like just, you know, if you stream a lot, like you're one of those people that has net, uh, uh, the office on Netflix all day long. Yep. Like, or, or if, I mean, just hypothetically, you obsessively download torrents of movies constantly. I'm not saying anyone <laughs> here does that. <laughs> I would never admit to it. <laughs> or like uh, doing a live stream of recording a podcast. Like right. we're not yeah. doing that right now, but a lot of podcasts do that. Right. Uh, not live though. We're not live. Um, <laughs> I looked into that. You can do that though, kind of easily, like a live broadcast, so people people can call in. Right. Uh, all right. So where did I leave off? Uh, Justin Unru says, "Got caught downloading porn on Bear Share, so that was cool." <laughs> Bear Share. Bear Share. I. This, I don't, what is that? <laughs> that's a that's like LimeWire or Kazaa sharing. Wow. Site. I was gonna say that like. In my head, back in the day, the way I thought about these things was that like LimeWire was top dog, and then Kazaa, and then there was a yep. pretty dramatic jump in quality of what you can get on the other ones. But I feel like then number three was BearShare, number four was Morpheus. I don't know, Scour like, was up there. I, I mean, well, I never used that, so that, I mean, I'm just saying in my head the way I thought about things back right. then. I was like, number one, I'm going with LimeWire. Number two, I'm going with Kazaa. If I have to, I'll do BearShare. And if I really have to, I'll do Morpheus, but I'm not a fan of Morpheus. Well, I mean, we're skipping the, I feel like the innovator was Napster and then that got shut down and that like spawned your Morpheus, your LimeWire, your FrostWire, your Kazaa. Right. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. BearShare came out in 2000, so I would have been a junior in, no. Yeah, I was a junior in high school. So like, I don't know how BearShare is, (laughs) I never used it. BearShare was around the same time as scour scour is what i used okay anyway moving on um last one christy says uh, covering the modem with a blanket so it doesn't wake anyone up at one in the morning (laughs) (laughs) Uh, parents got me my own phone line in my room so i stopped tying up the house phone line that's a great that's just a great encapsulation of what using the internet as a team physically covering the modem (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. It was so loud. That was so loud. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Did you guys ever get in trouble? Um, well, I I do remember when we first got internet, like this was mid-90s when it first was available for for people outside of the military. We only used it for email only. And I can't yeah. even remember what email account we had. It was some weird company. And 
we could only check our email after nine o'clock at night because that was when the rates were the cheapest. <laughs> I do remember that. But then the other story about going over with data that just a couple of weeks ago, I uh, was using a mobile hotspot at work so that I could download a song and I forgot to turn it off on my phone. Mm. When I got home and I t- booted up my laptop and started, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to not admit this, but oh well, I was downloading a torrent of a 4K movie that was 24 gigs in size, <laughs> but my laptop went to the strongest signal first, which was the mobile hotspot. Oh. I did not realize it. And overnight, it just went, my data usage is normally like, I'm on a family plan and it's normally like four gigs for my entire family that we use in a month. And maybe we use all four gigs. But in the span of just one night, it went up to 20 gigs. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I got in a little bit of trouble for that. Yeah, well, I since guess... my whole family, my whole family is on that. My parents, my brother, my sister-in-law and, and me, where we all pay my dad for the, the family plan because we got grandfathered in from a cellu- cellular one plan. Hmm. Like we've, My dad's got this amazing family plan. So we all just have been using that and just pay him. And he was mad because he had to change his data plan and we lost our grandfathered in deal all because I forgot to turn off mobile hotspot when I got home. Oh, killing it. Yeah. Like, I guess I I don't really have any stories of getting in trouble on the internet because like by the time I was doing shit to get in trouble for, it was all like I was living on my own. Yeah. Like, but when I was a kid, like there, there just, there wasn't much you could do to get in trouble with on the internet. Cause like I said, there was like no oversight at that point. <laughs> like hell, I think, uh, my brother, <laughs> this is maybe something I shouldn't have on recording, but I'm pretty sure when you first w- would like log into AOL, you had to log in with like a credit card number and they oh, used really? to. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that he and his friends used to just log in with like, so like a Visa card, every single Visa card starts with like four, one, something or other. So they would like put in the correct first four numbers and then bullshit the rest of the numbers. And by the time AOL had figured out that it was a fake credit card, they were like, you know, they had spent the last 15 minutes using the internet for free and then they'd get booted off and then they'd just do it all over again with another fake credit card number. Wow. I'm probably butchering the story, but you get the gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lastly, the the only thing I can say I remember getting... Nah, this is a dumb story. Move on. <laughs> uh, last week, I told the story about how... Um, I kind of I, I kind of told it poorly, so I'll sort of recap. But um, the, the, the more in-depth version was that somebody told me to go to this website when I was in middle school. They were like, hey, Harrison, go to blah, blah, blah.com. I was like, okay. So when I got home from school, I went on the internet and I went to whatever that website was like, and it, it genuinely had a fairly innocuous name. Um, so I went there and it was porn. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get ahead of this. And then when my mom came home and I was just like, just so you know, I went to this website and it popped up and it happened to be adult, but then I immediately closed it. And I just, I just wanted to let you know. You know, just trying like like there was no way she would have ever known or that that happened. But right. then I like tried to get right. ahead of it by trying to get ahead of it. I admitted to it. 
the other thing that happened uh, much later in life when I was in college was that I got a um, notice uh, for downloading uh, pirating stuff through my college <laughs> ISP. Mm. And I freaked out. I contacted a family friend who was a lawyer and I like wrote out this like really long email about how scared I was and like how like what could I do? And then he was just basically like he looked at the notice and he's just like just stop downloading shit illegally, you dingus. <laughs> I, I and that's get, it. That's I get it. one of those at you know what, least once a week. <laughs> and you know what happened? I stopped downloading for like two weeks and then I went right back to it. Yeah, just lay low for a couple of weeks. You're good. Yep. Xfin, uh, Comcast is is the best at it because they just send it to you, and they're they're basically just just dicks in their in their message of like, we know what you're doing. This is what you downloaded. You're wrong. Keep doing it, and you're going to get in trouble. And nothing happens. Verizon though, they actually will. If you get hit like four times, you have to. They will stop service, and you have to watch a video on anti-pirating in order to get your <laughs> wow. service to start back up. Wow. Yeah. I guess I do have one funny story. When I was a freshman in college uh, and instant messenger was like the main form of communication, I guess, or like uh, online communication at that point, like Facebook was in its infancy. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, so a buddy of mine just like sent me a link that said like, Oh my God, you got to watch this link. Uh, you're going to laugh your balls off. Turn your, turn your speakers up for this one. And in my dorm, everybody, it was like an open door policy. Everybody had their doors open. So it was like a, you know, uh, just welcoming atmosphere. And of course I, I trusted this dude. So I like clicked the link, turned my speakers up and it, it would just like started flashing on my screen. I'm watching gay porn. I'm watching gay porn. I'm watching gay porn. <laughs> And there, there's no way, like, my entire hall didn't hear it. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can look back now and laugh at that stuff. But, like, that wasn't that a huge thing between your friend groups, like, sending links to, like, stuff? Like, you pretend, like, hey, this is just a, you know, <laughs> it's just a funny link. Just click on it. And then it's, like, one of those scare videos or, like, it's, you know, the goatee or... Uh, oh, the, yeah. The goatee every time. <laughs> tub girl. Um, uh I don't I I have never and to the day still refuse to if anyone even in like group text sends me a link, I'm like, I'm not clicking it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Especially me. I feel like Keenan's especially weary of me. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Unless you tell me what that is, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and if someone says, Trust me, it's funny and still won't go on and explain, it's like I'm definitely not clicking on it ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, early days. Uh, all right. So everybody, thank you so much for chiming in on the question of the week. Uh, not entirely sure what the question this week is going to be. Uh, possibly Game of Thrones related. Possibly the Robert Pattinson related. I don't know. I'll think of something that organically fits into what we talked about. Uh, as always, if you want to answer the question of the week, we post that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can uh, call us with a voicemail, 610-466-5329. If you just want to email us something, we're doomthugspodcast at gmail.com. Keenan, Timmy, what do you say? Quick round Rotten Tomatoes game. Oh, yeah, I'm down. All For right. sure. And I feel like since you guys are movie nuts, well, we're going to play low. Uh, <sighs> this is the one I'm always bad. Wait, no. This no, no. is the one I'm 
good at, I think. Yeah, yeah you want to get the I'm lowest good. the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah. 69 I'm the worst at. Yeah. Um, no cheating, what? by the way, because we're yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. in front of computers. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that earlier, too. I was like, there's no game we can play that wouldn't you couldn't cheat at. Honor code. I mean, that's why you need the mechanical keyboard, so then you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, hear the clackety, clackety, clack. All right. Um, also, let me know if you guys ever played Rotten Tomatoes game with this particular actor before, because my system for keeping track of what rounds we played is pretty bad. Uh, let's start off round one. Liam Neeson. We're going to go low tomato score. Oh, man. Oof. Uh, I guess Keenan can go first. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Uh, is it Forgotten? Uh, unknown. Unknown. That's it. I think it's called Unknown. Okay. Unknown. I'm on it. I got it. Timmy, when you're ready. Liam Neeson. Oh. Uh, Damn it. I just thought of one that I actually know the score of. I want to say he was just in a recent movie, The Gray, I believe. Um, Is that that is that is a movie he was in. All right, uh, I'm not going to say that. I feel like yeah. <laughs> good call. Maybe Phantom Menace got horrible reviews. Yeah. Okay, I'll say Phantom no. Menace. Yeah, that's the, I know the score for that because we just looked it up. Timmy, well, you Star Wars: The Phantom Menace was a 54 percent on Rotten yep. Tomatoes. All right, yeah, I knew. Keenan, unknown. The movie from 2011 was a 55 on. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I knew it had to be in the 50% because it's one of those that was just a forgettable one that just came out. One of his revenge movies. Now, do you guys want to stay on Liam Neeson? Because he has a lot of stinkers or we can move on to the next actor. Uh, I would, let's move on to another actor, yeah. but tell, tell me some of his other stinkers. So, hundred. so, um, on Rotten Tomatoes, when you go to the actor's profile, it says highest rated movie, lowest rated. Lowest rated is Taken 3 at 12%. Oh, Damn. Yeah. I thought people yeah. loved all of those movies. No, Taken yeah. 3 is bad. It is bad. Uh, he was a voice in a movie called The Nut Job that got a 12%. Was that the animated like yeah, one about like, squirrels or something? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then I was scrolling by, I saw something else. Oh, um... There's a movie. I don't even know what this movie is. It's called The Other Man, and it's got a 15%. Hmm. I am looking at the profile. I don't even remember. I don't even recognize this poster. Liam Neeson, Antonio Banderas, and Laura Lynn or Laura Linney. Hmm. Uh, no idea what uh, that is. That got a 15%. Okay. Uh, the Haunting from 1999 got a guy. Oh, 16%. Damn. Damn it. I forgot about that, that he was in that movie. I saw that movie in theaters. <laughs> I should have gone with that one. Going back to uh, Keenan's brand of uh, loving really bad movies that are entertaining. Yeah. I, I went to go see that with uh, Jimmy from the Com Majors podcast. We went to go see that when that came out. And last one I'll mention, this isn't necessarily one of the lowest, but uh, Wrath of the Titans got 26%. Oh my God. He's uh, Zeus in that, right? Yes. 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 I just watched that within like the month. <laughs> All it's right. so bad. Uh, next right, so actor. You... Now remember, please tell me if you already played a game of because you know you might remember uh, Jason Statham. 
I don't no. think we've done him. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, so Timmy, you go first. Um. Fuck. Is there a crank three? There is not, unfortunately. I'm very sad about that. I, <laughs> yeah. While you're while you're thinking, I'm going to vamp for a second. Uh, earlier in the podcast, I said that I really love what the fuck movies, and Crank High Voltage was that sort of seminal moment for me where like it put me down two paths it put me down the path of i need to start watching these crazy movies and then it also put me down the path of like paying attention to what's happening in the indie scene of movies and then that's why i started really paying attention to like the up-and-coming stuff and like figuring out like what's going to be hot that hansel's so hot right now <laughs> yes, yes all right so timmy jason satham love all right I think there's a train transporter three. Yes, there is. I'll I'll say that. Okay. All right. That Good was job. going to be fun fact. Uh, my brother and I were in Vegas, uh, passing through the planet Hollywood where he was there premiering transporter three. So we like, no walked, we watched him walk from the club in there. I, I forget if his club privé or something. And he walked from there through the casino floor, like on a red carpet up into, I guess they have a theater in there. It was pretty cool. Anyway. Nice. Uh, All right. Keenan, Jason. That Saban. was going to be mine. I'm going to go with the one with Jet Li. That's mm. a good one. Uh, okay. So I'm recording your scores. So Timmy, you said transporter three that got a 38%. All right. I'll take it. The one. 14%. Damn. <laughs> All right. Now, Jason Statham, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm looking at this page. There's maybe 10 tomatoes and the rest are splats. <laughs> um, some lower, some other lower ones. In the Name of a King, a Dungeon Siege Channel. Oh, yeah. I should have gone with that one. The that's, like, Uve, that's like a zero, right? Juve uh, Bowl, the guy who did video game movies in the early 2000s, that's a 4%. <laughs> that that is uh that yeah that dungeon siege that's based on a video game right yes yep. Yep. yeah um Man. he was in a movie called war which reunited him with mm-hmm. jet Lee. that was also 14 he was in <laughs> guy ritchie's revolver 16 percent um, guy ritchie that wasn't that bad of a movie it wasn't good but it wasn't that bad it was misunderstood is the problem yeah because for guy ritchie because guy ritchie did like the crazy hyper energetic uh british quentin tarantino movies but then he, with Revolver, he did like something a little bit more spiritual, a little bit, a little bit more esoteric, and I yeah. don't think people got it. Uh, some other um, this is a very underseen Jason Statham movie. It's a remake of a amazing movie. It's called Thirteen. That got an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Damn. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, those are all really low ones, but some other ones. A uh, Killer Elite, I believe that's the one. I got twenty six percent, and uh, I think I, uh, there's a movie called London. I believe it's with him and Chris Evans. That one I don't know at all. Uh, let me see. Oh uh, no, it's Jessica Biel is in it. Hmm. And, oh no, Chris Evans is in it. Yeah, that got. A, did I just say it? Fourteen percent. Okay. All right. So anyway, moving on. Uh, so if you guys give me a second, I will do the math. Um. So we got for Timmy, we've got 93 points. And for Keenan, we have 
drum roll. 69 points. Nice. (laughs) Solid 69. So Keenan is in the lead going into our final round. Our final round is Mel Gibson. Ooh. Oh boy. Oh so, crap. What is the name of that? Oh um Timmy, since you're you're trailing, do you want to go first or do you want Keenan to go first? Um I, I think I want Keenan to go first because I need more time to think. Okay. Even though Keenan, yeah. you can go first. Mel Gibson. Low. I'm debating between uh, I'm trying to remember what the the dark it's something darkness i think that's it's just the darkness and then i don't know i i'm gonna go with my gun and say the beaver the beaver beaver yeah fairly recent movie that was hold on i'm trying to look for it okay got it because that and the reason i've never seen it and you know it looks like it could be a high-rated movie but it did come out like right after his whole meltdown happened. Like that was the movie yeah. he released right after. So I'm going to assume that that meltdown had affected the Rotten Tomatoes score. So that's why I'm going with my gut and going with that. Doubling down, locking in on that one. Okay. You got it. I recorded it. Timmy. I've never even heard of the beaver. That's totally going to win. It's uh, uh Jody Foster. And it's where Mel Gibson can only, communicate with people through a uh puppet that's a beaver <laughs> and directed by directed by jody foster as well yeah man this is tough um <laughs> i mean i'm even going back to like the mad max films but i think they're really highly rated mm-hmm like I feel like Thunderdome would be in like the the fifty range. Uh, I actually, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Keenan's initial one. It's not the darkness. I think it's isn't it Edge of Darkness? That is yep. what it's called. Yep, I'll, I'll uh, say that. Let me let me find that just so I can record it. Okay. All right. I'm like legit nervous right now. <laughs> Keenan, the beaver has a 61% rating. Ooh, oh, wow. Jeez. Timmy, really... Edge of Darkness has a 56. I so... think Keenan won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you won. Okay, so. That's... I definitely won with them, <laughs> but still, I, I wish uh, I'd gone with something lower. I'm typing it up. I'm typing it up. Hold on. Okay. All right. So, Timmy, you had a 148. Too high. Keenan has a 130. Damn. (laughs) Tight. Uh, Just so you guys know, some other lower-rated Gibson movies. Um, Daddy's Home 2, 20%. Oh, wow. (laughs) The Expendables 3, 32%. Oh, jeez. Let's see. I didn't even know he was in that. Yeah. Um... Where was it? I just saw it. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, Air America, 13%. What the hell is that? I, Air America. I think it's him and Robert Downey Jr. as fighter pilots. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and I think it's in Vietnam, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a Vietnam movie. They're fighter pilots. Oh, probably We Were Soldiers is low, too. No, I think that's in like the 60 to 70% range. 
63%. Mm, there we go. Um, he doesn't have too many like really bad low movies aside from Air America. A lot of his lower, like a lot of his splats I'm looking at are like in the high 50s, like just at the cutoff of between splat and tomato. Mm. Air America tom- was uh, 1990. Yeah. And you're uh, right, Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Uh, conspiracy Theory, 50, 56%. Payback, 54%. Oh, Lethal that's Weapon too 4. low. That movie's awesome. It is. Lethal Weapon 4, 52. Um, let's see. What else? Lethal Weapon 3, 59. Do you, can, do you see the Thunder... Or Thunder oh, Dome? Thunderdome, uh, 80%. Oh, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was like... I was so nervous. I was like hoping you weren't going to say that. Because <laughs> I was looking, I was like... I mean, I think 80 is too high for that movie, but... Whatever. And that's probably the lowest of the Mad Max movies, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Of of the three he was in, I mean, I don't know what Fury Road is rated. It should be like a thousand out of a thousand. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I see the the problem I have with the uh, with the Rotten Tomatoes game. Not the problem I have. The problem I have with playing is that anytime an actor comes up, I always think rather than trying to think of movies that they just happen to be in, I always try to think of movies that they were the stars of. You know, oh, right. yeah. and it's and it's always the low ones are always the ones that they just happen to be in. They made a cameo yeah. in. And that's that's my problem. I always just go for like, oh, I remember this movie that they starred in. Right. Like yeah, uh, I mean, he was he was a um, on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It says he has an uncredited role in the 2004 movie Paparazzi and that got 17 percent. Yeah. Oh, he but, produced that. Yes, he did. Yeah, I remember that movie. But to oh. argue with your point, Keenan, I mean, Air America is a 13% and he was the fucking star. Right. No, I know. It, it's it's not always the case, but it's it's a safe bet. If you th- can think of a crappy movie that they were happened to be in, you have a, a better bet than thinking of a crappy movie they starred in. Just playing the numbers. That's that's that usually works out better. Yeah, sure. Whatever you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that wraps up everything for this. Uh, I want to thank you two again for being on the show such last minute. Uh, thank you everybody in the audience for um, sticking with us and just uh, thank you for your patience and understanding that we are going to have to sometimes do things like this that are a little bit different from what you're used to, but we always want to give you quality entertainment for an hour or an hour and a half, however long each episode is. Um, do you guys want to say where you can find Pop Addled? Yeah, on Twitter, we are at PopAddled. That's typically all me. Uh, Keenan's on the Instagram and the Facebook. Just search PopAddled. Email us at uh, popaddled at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on like all of the podcast apps. All of them. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys again. Really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks look for, for having me. Us. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. We, we love having you on doom folks podcast we you are definitely our sister show you know we're all guys uh, <laughs> we are definitely i don't i know i had this work or not i know uh i just i i know mike also just enjoys having you guys on it's, it's always a blast and, and we enjoy having him on once every five years <laughs> and, and and nuking the audio <laughs> yes <laughs> i hope you're enjoying that dc money <laughs> uh can one of you guys please give a grade for this episode go ahead keenan 
I, I mean, A pluses, always, always A pluses. And any time that we get to be with you guys, it is A plus just for the experience alone. Yes, thank you so much for saying that. Uh, look for me on your guys' podcast, Pop Battle for John Wick Three Parabellum. Hell yes, uh, that was so. That'll be what next week. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So it'll be next week. Uh, guess what? I'm gonna see it again before we record. <laughs> I I might as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm Harrison on Mike. Uh, thank you, Timmy and Keenan, and we will catch you next week.